I decided to do my own thing. I'm like, I'm going to start a 90-day challenge, and I'm just going to use my network of, you know, between network marketing and whatever, and I'm going to take what I learned from there, and I'm going to duplicate it inside New York Sports Club in the studio on Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings, okay, from 8 to 9 a.m., and I'm going to charge $200 for the 90-day challenge starting in January, January, the first week of January. So... How many people booked? There was, like... 50, 60 people. What? <laughs> so so I did. Like, I took things from everywhere. I made a flyer that looked, like, legit. I had took, I did a little this fitness shoot. Crazy. And I put it out there. I dropped it in group chats, put it on Instagram, was DMing people. Like, for the first time, I was, like, working for myself. I'm like, yo, are you trying to get fit? I'm doing this challenge, blah, blah, blah. $25 to lock in your spot. There's only 50 mm. spots. That's what I said. Of course, it was virtual. I could have taken as many people, but for you sure. got to create a sense of urgency. Sure. And then I did a refer for pay no more, which I learned okay, from somewhere else. Okay, so, so, if <laughs> <laughs> okay. so if you referred four people, then you got to do the challenge for free. Mm. Like if you're going to bring me $800, sure, hop on two because I'm going to be doing it anyways, even right. if there's 500 or two of you. Right. So okay. I started doing that. I made like almost six grand in a couple weeks. This was like post pandemic. I wasn't working at the time. And I just started like I look back sometimes on the videos because I would go live. So I would have to do the workout with them. And these days I was so motivated. I would do that from eight to nine. I would go to Better Body, take a 10 a.m. class in the morning. I would go back to Better Body at 4 p.m. I was doing like three hit classes a day, but I was doing it with them. So I was explaining and I was moving and it was a lot to talk and demonstrate like doing the whole workout. So I did that. And then they were like, what is this girl doing? Like, who is this girl? Right, right. (laughs) Ladies and gents, this episode is brought to you by Chase Sense, where they sell compliments. I'm letting you know right now, these oils are inspired by popular designers that you know. All you have to do is spray this on once, early in the morning, and you're good for the day. This is my favorite, the Mator. I don't experience the craziest compliments from strangers on the street. Walk by them and they're like, I'm sorry. I'm curious, what do you have on that Chase Sense, baby? So do yourself a favor. If your ties smell like elbows and back of ears, because some of y'all do, go to the details below. <laughs> go to the details below. <laughs> Click the link in the description. At checkout, use Live Room to get 10% off. Go smell good and finish watching the episode. All right, let's get back to it. Welcome to In The Living Room Podcast, <laughs> where we learn, laugh, and heal. And this one is for anyone thinking that they can't transform. That you can't make one fucking decision. You're one decision away. Like, one away from changing everything. I mean, like, this is a prime example. I have a guest who's qualified. If you haven't heard that already, I mean that already. (laughs) (laughs) As to what and how, from not working out at all to then competing. Yep. (laughs) Can you introduce yourself to the lovely people? Who do I have here? I don't want to give it away. This is, go ahead, introduce yourself. What's up, guys? I'm Ashley Fitzpatrick. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, a.k.a. Ace Lay. Um, 33 years young, and I went from never lifting a day in my life one Sunday to lifting six days a week and getting on stage for the first time three times in four months for my first season. And yeah, here we, here we are. Up. Clap it up for my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what y'all don't know. Um, this is the most Dominican person I know. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I knew this was going to come out. I just want to let y'all know, son, that she's from, she's from Bonao, Cotui, all the above. This is the whitest Dominican girl I've ever met in my life. This is us. I'm letting y'all know right now. She got everybody smoked. Bachada, Dembo. De- and here's what I love the most, actually. You were a dancer. Uh-huh. So this journey, because here's what I see. Now things are changing, right? Right. You are a perfect example of the power of social media because taking information from someplace and saying, well, I have a network alone. Right. I can probably do this on my own and go do it, which is big. But then there's a lot of people who are doing that who are, you know, let's put you in the pool. That was early, right? right. Three hit workouts a day, you could have hurt yourself. Right. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Probably wasn't the smartest and thing. Then, and but. look, but then it, it then turned into, all right, let me get serious about this. Right. All right. So sometimes you just got to get your feet in the water. So give me this journey from the girl who lived in Boston, mm-hmm. who danced. All right. Let's get a little bit of your background, who okay. danced, your upbringing, to then finding love, coming to New York, and I'm on stage doing, you know, the poses and all that right. kind of stuff. So 
yeah, talk to me about how fitness became your life. Okay. So I feel like dancing has been monumental for so many reasons. And I didn't really realize until actually looking back and like putting the pieces together when I started taking hit workouts, because for those of you guys that don't know, like 90% of the world is not coordinated, like can barely do jumping jacks, like does push push ups is like the most overrated, underrated, simple yet crazy challenging exercise that most people can't do um so i feel like as a dancer i was i came into fitness at like the 50 yard line let's say Mm. because i was so body aware Mm -hmm. um dancers have a lot of mind muscle connection naturally and i think that's something that a lot of people even years into fitness struggle with which you know obviously stunts your growth or doesn't allow you to really connect the way that will help you propel so like learning choreography like i'm looking at what the trainer's fingers are doing you know so i was like yeah so it helped me a lot form wise which also helped me get results quicker Um, and then dance kind of being a place of discipline. Like I grew up, I was somebody who I loved. I was really good at tap. That was like my strong suit. That was like my, my natural, like I could be turned around. Um, I had an ear for it. Maybe like I'm, I'm good at doing impersonations like mimicking that's why it was super easy for me to learn spanish even people like that i know my friends always like yo do so and so like always been that person so i just have an ear for things like you could be tapping and i could be turned around and like re kind of like know what steps you did from hearing so tap was my strong suit but you never typically you don't like the things most that you're strongest at you love the things that you're not the best at and Mm, like that's a fact so um i hated ballet I hated ballet. Like, and as a as a competitive dancer, I went to a a competitive dance school where we did competitions multiple times a year. Um, so again, the whole competing world is not something that I was new to either. I had been on stage in front of thousands of people growing up since I w- could walk. I was on mm-hmm. stage, um, but like competing you have to take ballet like football players take ballet like ballet is so crucial to the development to the core strength just to everything when it comes to movement so it was one of those things where you have to do and you hated it more because you were forced to like I didn't I could have not taken contemporary I could have not taken gymnastics ballet was not an option Mm. as a as being part of the competitive team so um it was something that I was forced to do and I didn't like it but there was a lot of discipline in ballet which was the reason why i also didn't like it (laughs) like having your hair in a bun i had to wear pink tights instead of black tights so there was so many things that i was not in control of when it came to ballet Mm. which made me hate it more um but needless to say a lot of that turned into like being a well-rounded person just like playing sports you know you're in dance you can't get better um you can get better by yourself but you're always a part of a bigger picture like on stage i could have practiced the routine really hard and done everything great but i'm only as strong as the rest of the team that i'm dancing around so you know it was a it was a team oriented environment just like sports that kind of has you develop a lot of characteristics that are going to help you when it comes to the workplace when it comes to relationships when it comes to all other aspects of what it takes to be a good (laughs) functioning human in the world um so getting into fitness, I think the pandemic, I just got a little uncomfortable. I had also just moved to New York. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into the whole story I about mean, how I what, got there. You could do whatever you want. But long story short, I met my fiance in Guatemala building a school. And it wasn't love at first sight, but it was something transpired at first sight. <laughs> and it continued to transpire to the point where I ended up moving to New York um, to be with him. And... Um, I got into fitness because the pandemic had hit and I think we all gained a couple pandemic pounds 100%. and I was also like in a relationship for the first time. I hadn't been in a, like a full blown relationship in almost seven years. I was single. I was building a career in corporate America. I was very focused. Like, nah, I'm going to focus on myself. I'm not ready to be in a relationship. 
you know, so you gain weight when you get in a relationship too. <laughs> That's true, apparently. Happy pounds, facts. So happy pounds and sad pounds from the relationship <laughs> and from the pandemic. <laughs> right. And I was just like in rare form. I mean, now that I look back, I look back and I'm like, whoa, that was that was crazy. That was wild that you look like that. But to somebody else, it might be like, no, nah, you didn't look that bad, right. you know? Because um, now I feel like I look crazy and, you know, to other people it's different. But so I kind of just wanted to start getting in shape. I was dancing a little bit more, too. But dance is also super expensive for those of you that don't know. It's like 30 bucks a class. Um, and there's certain time frames, obviously, where the dance classes are more popular. Like in the evening, I was working nights. I was bartending. So it was kind of hard for me to use dance as a form to get in shape because of the price and because of the time restrictions. So. I ended up finding Better Body, which is now the gym that I run. I run the Astoria location and the Williamsburg location and potentially may be opening one of my own sometime in the near future. Uh, God willing, if that's what, if that's what's in the cards, we're kind of just now I'm go with you. the flow. Um, so I started working out there because I got introduced through a friend of my fiance's, uh, April, who's been like actually behind the scenes monumental in me and Jive's like the connection that's Shout happened. Shout out to Jive. Shout out to Jive and April for bringing us all together. Sure. Um, I took a workout that he was DJing. It, they were doing outside workouts. Better Body was booming during the pandemic because they had outside workouts and they were labeled more as a studio versus the traditional gyms. Gyms were closing. Steinway, there was a, a boxing studio that had closed down, like a kickbox. I love kickboxing. So we got a lot of membership base that came from there. Uh, but Better Body was thriving. They were one of the only gyms that were open during this time. And I needed the group fitness because group fitness was comfortable to me. I was used to being in a dance room with other people. So, like, there's a lot of motivation that comes with group fitness. And low-key, it's like, oh, I'm going to go faster than this person <laughs> right, next right, to me. Right, right, right. You know, it's like, it, it's very helpful in kickstarting your journey. And honestly, I would not be where I am today if I didn't start at Better Body. Because I had tried before, you know, let me go to the gym, go to Planet Fitness, was paying shit for three years oh and God. went twice you know walk, that, walking on the treadmill Lord the respect Planet Fitness if y'all paying attention <laughs> bro you gotta get the dudes that are sitting on the bench seven dudes sitting on the bench <laughs> look at Konya Medaisha <laughs> you gotta get rid of those guys bro it's you're messing up the experience right but nonetheless true you get what you pay for but also you can get a fire pump in no matter where you go fact. okay so fact. you don't need to go to this crazy high-end gym to get a workout this in which but you might need to go through some expensive places and environments to get there to the point where you're like i just sure. need i just need some cables and i just need a squat rack and right. we're gonna make it happen right um so Better body. I started working out there and I I went to a class in fresh outside. I loved it. I got my ass kicked and it was really like a whoa, like out of shape, right. like out of shape, right? Like I need to like, I thought I was going to throw up and now mm. I see the members there. I'm like, this is totally normal. You know, like happens <laughs> to everybody. I was there. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I loved it. And then the next day they were opening the Astoria location and they had asked my fiance if he would DJ there because they were looking for a DJ. And in that moment I met now like my guys, my future partners, like these guys are, I've become so close to these two guys, two Greek guys from Astoria, super cool. And the rest was history, literally. Like I just started going there. I was doing like classes twice a day. I wasn't working at the time. So I had like all the time in the world and I'm like, I'm gonna get fit as shit. Like that's my, I was on a mission. And I was happy doing it. I was inspired. I was became passionate about it. And um, then that led me to, okay, now I've lost the weight that I want to lose. Now I want to change the composition of my body. How am I going to do this? Right? This is big. Let, yeah. Let, let me just get there real quick because I, I feel like you're going to go and give us a lot of information, which <laughs> I want you to. But this is where top of the year, this is an interview we're having top of the year. Right. And it's I want to lose weight. All right. Right. But that's not detailed enough, right? When people have the, the goal to just losing weight, right. you're going to have, I get this all the time. Rob, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to lose it at my hips. Right. <laughs> you want to pick and choose where you right, lose you it. Pick that's and choose how it works. And it's like, no, it, it, you got it. Everything comes off first and then you got to build back up, which is big to someone that's not in, in fitness. Right. You got to get rid of this fear of like, oh, but I don't put it in my face. Somebody told me, but my face gets small. Then I look snatched and it's like, right. but you're going to get healthy. Right. And then you're going to be able to build, play. like you could build respectfully you could build a jawline like there's exercises you do a lot of gum too to build a jawline like <laughs> right. there, i can send you links like there really is right. i used to have a crazy jawline when i was a kid so 
I, I want to just first, when those who are listening, that they set these, I'm going on vacation goals. Right. And I want to lose inches off of this, this, that, and the third. And never been in, like, fitness. Right. And you're, like, the perfect example of, like, you've never done this before. And then you go from almost throwing up <laughs> at your first event to then doing X amount of workouts a day. Right. And then get to learn how your body reacts to what you're doing. Right. So you can continue. The thing is, is when I was going to Better Body, I also wasn't focused on nutrition much. So I saw results. Like, you will see results working out. But once you align the nutrition, it's, like, tenfold. Like, mm -hmm. that's... You could actually... I truly believe that if you change your diet and you don't even really work out, you may see more results than you will if you were working out and not changing anything about your diet. Mm -hmm. Depending on what your starting state is. And all of this conversation is going to be very dependent on what your starting state is because right. obviously this is a journey that's, you know, it's definitely not cookie cutter and there is a science. And if you don't know the science, it's like a math equation. Like you can't fight algebra. Like there's one answer and there's one answer for you. That might not be the answer for other people. Mm. So that's why having a coach is, is crucial. And that's what was game changing for me, like having an actual coach. Um, but I saw a lot of results just from working out because I had went from not moving my body at all to like, and I was like not in bad shape. Like when I say this, I was not in terrible shape and you do have that muscle memory. I used to be yeah, a dancer. Yeah. I was fit where you can kind of hop back into it and it's like riding a bike and you can, you know, lose. I feel like I have a fast metabolism where my body reacts to things pretty quickly, sure. but I was still eating whatever I wanted to eat. I was just having fun working out. Um, and then I realized like, okay, I actually really want to grow some muscle. Not that you can't during HIIT workouts, but people don't typically join a HIIT style boot camp because they're looking to bulk. That's like not, that's not the driving force that brings somebody in there. Usually sure. it's like, I want to tone up or, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever the case is. For listeners who are listening, what mm -hmm. does a HIIT workout mean? Like if I'm listening to this, what is HIIT? So HIIT stands for high intensity interval training. Um, basically, it's using the idea of strength training combined with cardio so that you are getting the best of both worlds. It helps your body not plateau in certain situations because if you are new, like you, you could be new to lifting a couple years in, you're going to start to plateau and you do have to change things, you know, periodically. Um, it's also typically done in group form. Some people do it individually, but for the most part, HIT is a group style workout. Um, and it, uh, it combines certain days too, like where you can focus on upper body and add the cardio in. Cause a lot of times you do want to combine cardio with strength training. And this kind of just like bundles it all nicely it. for you and gives it to you. And it's, it's the idea of like interval training. You can do, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing jumping jacks for 45 seconds, you're going to get tired. Like it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. And hit really breaks that down in the way that it goes from 30 seconds to 45 seconds to AMRAPs to circuits to kind of just keeping it exciting during the 45 minutes an hour and really working your body to not plateau and get results. Understood. I just wanted to clarify that to somebody listening. Right. Some people are probably like, like what, what does she that mean by hit workout? But right. as you were saying. So. I wanted to grow muscle and I just realized that that wasn't the most effective style of workout for me to grow muscle. I had a friend named Catriona who is from Cali who was training with a coach and she had been in the gym for five years lifting and I saw a lot of results. I saw her body changing. She was training with a coach and I would always ask her for nutrition advice, for workout advice, even though I was not in the gym yet. You know, it's kind of like, I, I'm the type of person, and this is one of my biggest downfalls. Also, it's like, I want to know everything before I start. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know exactly what I'm going to go in there and do before I even think about going in there. Mm -hmm. You know, and fitness has actually allowed me to get a little bit away from that because I got to get comfortable with not knowing not things. Knowing. Especially when you're training with a coach and they're like, yeah, eat this and this is going to be this. I'm like, are you sure? Are we sure? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is what I pay you for. Like, right. don't worry about it. So... I decided to hire her coach actually as a lifestyle client and I went from a Sunday night of just living my normal life, never being in the gym to waking up Monday morning and being in the gym six days a week and I've never looked back since then and that yes. night my life radically shifted in a way that I couldn't have imagined at this point. And here's what I, here's the part that I, that I want to get into because that's, it's literally a decision. Like you made right. one decision and the domino just can continue to drop on another domino. Right. So here's what I see. All right. Cause shout out to <clears throat> shout out to Jive, as I said earlier. You get you get engaged, 
right? So now you're in New York. You also now haven't been in a relationship for so long. Right. You finally are in a relationship. Not only are you in a relationship, you have a fiance, right? right. Like you guys are going to get married. Right. And you go from having this time. <laughs> hey, you know, we were saying off camera, like, I want to go on a date. And he's the guy that's like really... The guy owns a barbershop. He works. He'll work a twelve-hour day. Come back, learn stocks, get involved. Right. Very focused on this is what we got to do for our future. Right. And you're the fiance that wants his time. Right. And now you go from hey, I want to just go work <laughs> out. So I'm in the gym six days a week. The dynamic at home. Right. How did that change? Did it get? Did it go for the better? Did it get challenging? Like, well, it was definitely. It's been a roller coaster, and now I think we're kind of really seeing eye to eye, especially as we get closer to getting married. It's like, okay, where are we at? Because this isn't where we started. You know, and I think that's the beauty of a relationship is learning how to love people in different phases of their life because I think some of us leave relationships because we expect people to be the same exact person that we married or that we started mm. dating or that we proposed to. And if we both have the goal to continuously grow, I'm going to grow into somebody that we both may not know. Right. And, you know, getting to know and love and respect that person is like, it's exciting and it's scary at the same time. Like even like, you know, him being into like trading and stocks. And I'm like, I didn't marry this person that's up all mm. night looking at the stock market. That's not the person that's that I decided real. to marry. But you know, it's what are the intentions behind you doing this? Are you doing this for you or us or both? Or how does this fit into the bigger picture of us? And the clear difference between bodybuilding, which is naturally a very selfish sport, is... It was, it seemingly was more of a personal journey. And it is still. There's definitely an aspect of it being a personal journey because I feel like I was a big people pleaser a lot of my life. And I didn't really do things for myself. And also, I feel like bodybuilding is one of those things that, like, nobody else can do it for you. You're the only one that can take yourself there. Nobody can take it away from you. But also, it was like, Quickly, I realized in that transition, that abrupt transition to being going from not working out to bodybuilding and with social media and YouTube now and seeing everybody else's journeys, because I was studying the pros. I was doing cardio an hour a day. I've watched every single pros YouTube channel, all their videos, what they eat, what they're doing for cardio, what they're listening to, everything, because I'm a green and this mm. came in handy. Mm. So it was like, in a sense, I like outworked my coach before I even knew what I wanted to do with this. Mm. Um, but bodybuilding is one of those things where it's like there's no cutting corners. And this, there's actually, I don't know if it was Les Brown or one of these guys that had an audio where he talked about your potential being one of your biggest downfalls. And I feel like that was the type of person that I was, you know, like even back to when I was a child, like going to school, my teacher, I remember like my mom coming from parent teacher conferences and being like, they're like, you know, my teacher's like, you're so, she's so smart. She's so smart naturally. Like this just comes natural to her. Why is she, you know, why does she do her homework or whatever? Like, not that I was terrible in school, but when I was out of school, I was out of school and I wasn't trying to look at anything from school. But that being said, saying that to say this, like I had a great run in corporate America with a, you know, working as a director of training, everything that I kind of touched and was somewhat passionate about by giving 80, 85% of myself, I was great at it. Mm -hmm. I was great. And I rocked out. And there were people that could work their ass off and not be as great as I was. Mm -hmm. So I took my potential for granted a lot. And I never, I realized when it came to bodybuilding was the first time that I ever realized that I had never in my entire life, 33 years old, never in my entire life had I given 110% of myself to anything that I did. And I knew that this was the first place where if I wanted to win and I wanted to win big, especially being 33, when there's 22-year-old Brazilians taking the title for the O, I needed to give it 110% of myself. And that was the part that was most exciting because I knew that if I had to level up and really push myself and there was no cutting corners, there was no doing anything that I wasn't supposed to be doing, I was going to grow from it. And that was going to help me, that was going to help my relationship, that was going to help everything in my life. I love where this conversation is going. <laughs> because, you know, there's some things you said there, right? You say bodybuilding is something that there's no 
you can't, there's no cookie cutter. Like you can't right. do these kind of things. You got to put in the work. Right. Right. Um, but then there's people that cheat. Like, let's just talk about the industry. Like right. there's people that are using drugs and stuff like that. Right. Which is the game, right? You go to the gym. Right. Here's a part that makes it kind of very, your awareness. You go to the gym and you see somebody and it's like, all right, this person is doing the work. Right. Definitely using enhancements. Right. So now when you get into this field, does this cross your mind to say, just just asking a transparent question, like, do I got to get, since I'm 33 years old, I'm starting late. Right. Do I have to use any of these enhancements that I guess are legal or not legal to even compete? Or it's like, I'm going to compete to give 100%, 110% for me and whatever comes out of it, right. and God bless, right? Because if like right. to win the number, is it, am I competing to get the gold? Right. Right, like, am I doing this to be like the per, like the one, or right. is like, is it for me and wherever I land? Well, and it's interesting because when I started out, it was like, it was just a personal goal. I just wanted to get up there. I wasn't really tied to a placing. I was tied to the commitment of the journey and the discipline that I know it would take to even step on that stage because all of those athletes went through hell and back to get there at some point. If you look good, for sure. Um, then there's the aspect of, okay, I just started training with this coach two months ago and now she's asking me if I've ever thought of competing. And I know that I'm going to be on stage next to girls that have been in the gym for five, seven years lifting and the muscle maturity that they look for in these situations, especially with bikini. Um, I could be setting myself up for complete failure. And then it's like, there's also, doesn't matter how long you've been lifting or how short you've been lifting, there's genetic freaks out there that were just born, like Brazilians that are literally born for bodybuilding that right. just have this muscular maturity and in, in, in exactly the right places. And, you know, even the Canadians, like there's breeds of people that were just genetically blessed. And unfortunately, when it comes to judging that, it doesn't matter. They don't know what I looked like eight months ago. The judges, that's also something you just get stuck in your head. I look so good, everybody. You look great, blah, blah, blah. Even, like, you're too skinny. Everybody's saying, giving you their opinions. Everybody, for the most part, is like, you look amazing. So in your head, I look amazing. I'm going in there. My first show, I thought I was taking the overall. I'm like, nah, <laughs> these girls better watch out because right. we're going in guns of blazing. Right. I, play, I ended up placing fifth in my class and third in another class um, my first show. Which is good. Which Everybody's is, like, your first show so is good. I was pissed. Mm. I was so mad mm. because in my mind, I had no idea what I was getting into. Mm. I thought I was going to win. I'm like, no, there's no way. Look at what I came from. But the judges don't see what you look like before. You could have been 200 pounds two years ago and be on stage keeping up with the girls next to you. They don't have any idea the transformation that you went through. And it's like, there's so much on social media comparing yourself to other people's genetics or other people's, you know, the way they pose, this and this and that. You're not supposed to compare yourself for four or five months of prep to get on stage for, you have a, you have 30 seconds in bikini. All this work, not even 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 20 seconds, 20 seconds, 20 seconds of fame for months of work to being next to girls to just stand up there so that people can compare you. But I'm not supposed to compare myself to other people. It's like a, it's a mind. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a mind thing. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to curse, right? Right. Damn, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah, it's you know, and when you get to the last couple weeks, like everything matters. Like, actually, a fun fact: I I love. I'm naturally a savory type person, so like in my mind when I started, I'm like, I can't wait to get off stage and have a freaking pie, a bag of chips. You right, know, I like right, salt. Like right. that's the type of stuff I I liked. About two months in, I became like mentally addicted to sugar. Like sugar is a real addiction. I would literally lay in my bed at night and watch YouTube, uh, Instagram videos scrolling on cookie pages, dessert pages, just watch them be made. I'm not even kidding you. This is really <laughs> twisted. But Jai would be like, why? What are, what are you and doing? I'm like, I don't know. This gives me some type of fulfillment. Like even to this day, if you look at my Instagram, all the saved things is all like how to make these protein cupcakes. These sweet. It was wild. Like people are like, nah, there's something wrong. I literally got addicted to sugar. And like peanut butter was I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Peanut oh, yeah, butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were having <laughs> Oreos and peanut butter the other day. So peanut butter has a little bit of sugar in it. Maybe like five grams of sugar per two tablespoons. Not too bad. I peanut butter was in my plan initially for the fat. Peanut peanuts are sure. good fat. Um 
so it was one of those things where it's like it can't be too bad because just a month ago it wasn't the plan mm -hmm. you know but it's also like okay everything counts right now you better stay away from that peanut butter and like i remember getting to the home stretch and sometimes i would have the tablespoon and it was like yo i would like turn into an animal where i would like i would not be able to like control my hand from going back in the jar mm -hmm. like mentally peanut butter i would think about peanut butter driving like, 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 like somebody you broke up with, like peanut butter was the hardest breakup that I had when it was pulled. So needless to say, this is really crazy, yo. but yo, the, you become infatuated with this. Like you're so depleted from sugar that you're like, your mind mm. It's a, it's a body. It's something chemically like you it's pulled from you. So I remember a couple of weeks out, like I had some peanut butter and I would feel so guilty about it. Like, and I would think, like, now you're going to feel it when you're on stage and, you know, think, is the girl next to you going to have peanut butter? Did she just eat right, peanut butter? Right. Like, you want to win, you know, so hard on yourself. So I had Jive hide the peanut butter in the house because Jive also man. loves peanut butter. Oh. So I, I would have him hide the peanut butter because literally I was uncomfortable sitting in my house knowing where that peanut butter was. To the point where this is how bad that it got. One time he went to Houston for the day. That I was in the closet looking for the peanut butter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Thank where God. is it? Where is it? He's not. <laughs> like, they're like, oh my here. God. You know he what the crazy, know. the craziest thing is though? Like, to go, like, one of my friends was like, why don't you just walk to the corner store and get the peanut butter? You would never, I would never do that grocery shopping i would never buy anything that was just like a big like nah now you wilding out like if i find it in the house though <laughs> right you know a little here, bit it ain't. right but i would never think to like buy it or be out and cheat like that like that was the biggest thing for me peanut butter was the hardest part yeah, i love i get it you know now this is why i say i get it it's because i just had oreos and peanut butter and right people. Don't know what's going on <laughs> they looked at me like i was crazy and i'm like yo boy i'm missing out right here so this is why I've never even thought about like competing. Like I've always looked at, you know, people like you, Marco, like the extreme athlete people who Marco is another person who went right. from out of shape. He has to a crazy a transformation, crazy transformation. I'm like, bro, I'm inspired because I naturally been in a gym since right. I was a kid. Right. But never really, I can, I can't go and sit there and say this one year I did it. I, I folk, I went 110%. Right. And now, you know what I mean, I'm 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 working. I'm, my legs feeling better. We're gonna right. get them with my thick legs. Cause here's what's wrong with the world right here. Fellas, y'all gotta do legs, you heard? <laughs> like, like we gotta we need to have ass. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it matters. <laughs> <laughs> like AO, hey, whatever, you know what I mean? Like we can't be out here with the sticks and I miss working on my <laughs> legs. Sticks. I'm working on my legs. So here's a question I have for you, Ashley, because even the story that you shared about getting no, be, be wanting to become a trainer, right? And mm -hmm. getting told no. Right. And then starting to train, doing three hit workouts a day. Right. To then competing, living, finding, look, you found your fiance in Guatemala. <laughs> found right. That's where y'all found each other. Right. Like, boop, that's what, I know y'all from here, but it happened there. Right. Then you move. Right. There's a level in my eyes of extremist here. A thousand percent. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> where does this come from? Because the courage to want to do something new, I feel like so many people are like, something change is scary to people. Right. For sure. But when you change, you change. <laughs> right? Like, you've made these right. like quantum leaps in places. How do you do that? I think it's. And why do you do that? Okay, so how do I do that? I don't really know how because I feel like I was born with the the love of change. And I didn't it wasn't until I was older that I realized how much other people like resented it. Mm -hmm. and, and it made them so uncomfortable. For me, it would almost it it's so extreme that it could almost become a toxic trait in a sense of like, when are you gonna settle down and, mm -hmm. and stay I mean, in I had a long run in corporate America. It was I never hopped jobs like that, but more so like careers. Like I'm like, girl, you scared to leave your first job? I feel like I'm on my third career right, right now. Right, 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 you right. know, I just I think it comes from also I've experienced death closely a number of times, and it's like life is just too short for me to be sitting here for another five months mm. if I if I don't even want to be here another five minutes. You know, and also mm. knowing your worth and knowing that, like we were talking about the jack of all trades, but a master of none. Mm -hmm. I'm totally okay with that because 
I'm able to kind of morph into different situations, different jobs, different roles. And all of these are just roles in our identity. It's not really who you are. Like we identify so closely with the role that we play in the world, whether it's our job or being a mom or being a dad. And, you know, I just kind of follow my heart. And like, if I want to do something, what am I going to let the fear of it not working out stop me? Like, you want to do it because you're unhappy with what you're doing right now. So if you're not happy there where you go, you go somewhere else. You mm. know, I'm not really attached to any of these roles in a sense where it would hurt me to not have it because I, I, I did live in that space once upon a time. And when I first left my job in corporate America, I didn't realize how attached I was to like my title. Like I was like this little big shot walking around, you know, interviewing people all over the country and, like shaking hands and saying, yeah, I'm the director of training for this big organization, opening stores and locations. And, you know, I didn't realize how much that stroked my ego all those years until like then I quit my job and I was a free bird and I was free because I wanted to be free. But the repercussions emotionally that came with detaching myself from that title and that role was like, who are you now? You're not a big shot anymore, are you? And it was like, yeah, yeah, the I am, right? Because right? Right. I'm going to do something else and right. I'm going to go hard and I'm going to do it big, yeah. you know? So I think that change for me, I know that change is uncomfortable and I know that I need to be uncomfortable to grow. So if I want to grow, then it's probably in my best interest to embrace change because it's going to be uncomfortable. But I like living in the uncomfort maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> um, but with bodybuilding, I had to put myself up against the wall because I didn't trust my discipline and I really wanted to change my body. Like, I really wanted to look different. And right. I really didn't want the money that I was paying for coaching to go to shame, like, to go to waste. So when, when she had asked me, hey, are you interested in, you know, have you ever thought about competing? Like, I feel like you would be good at it. You have a, a good shape for bikini. You know, because when you just start coaching, like, people think I don't eat shit. Like, I was eating a lot. I couldn't even finish my meals when I first started. I'm like, how am I going to have time to eat this last meal? I couldn't eat all the food because who eats five meals a day? The average person has a coffee. Girls, they'll have a coffee for breakfast. It's 3 p.m., no water. You have a headache, and you're like, why do I feel this way? Like, Because right. you haven't ate breakfast and haven't drank water and had a coffee for breakfast. Like, of course, you feel like shit. <laughs> right. You know? So I realized my eating habits were, were awful. I feel like our parents teach us breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and all of a sudden you're an adult, and, like, you just don't eat breakfast, or you just don't, like, you, you're, like, malnutritioned in this right. world where right. you don't need to be. So I had a hard time eating all the food, but... I was eating stuff that's normal, like full meals. Like I still had fun things. It wasn't that awful. It's just becomes a little mundane, like doing the same thing day in and day out. But if you want to be successful at anything, that's kind of what it looks like. Like you brush your teeth every morning. Do you want to? It's not a question of whether you want to or not, but you want to have clean teeth and you don't want to stink. Right? So like you just do things to get the results that you want. So that was kind of where my mind was at. But it's like, okay, am I ready for this competition? But I knew that if I said yes... First of all, I would be putting more money where my mouth is because remember, it's expensive to compete. Like 130 bucks a category. I didn't even know this. So wait, let's slow down right here. <laughs> so after you pay for a coach, yep. you do all this training, you then also got to pay to do a show. And if you don't win... You don't win money either. My mother, like, still to this day, she's like, how much are you going to win for this one? I'm like, nothing. Actually, I paid to do this. She can't comprehend. That's another thing. But that's like anything that, you know, we've right, done. Right, Your parents are, like, new. the last two. So when you say, you, you said something right before that. You said you got to pay for every. Every category. So, every, so you have different categories. That, that you can compete in. So for the most bikini, part, meaning bikini, well, there's different categories like of bodybuilding, bikini, wellness, you know, figure bodybuilding, super heavyweight. But there's a bunch of different categories. And ideally, you start where your physique would fit in best. Sometimes you outgrow your category, especially for men. Um, but within your category, there is a for bikini in particular, we compete by height, whereas bodybuilders, they weigh in, they compete by weight. So there's height class, you know, you're either class A, B, C, or D. They do like a five foot to five, two, five, two to five, four, five, four and above. Um, then there's novice and true novice, which one of them is you've never competed before in your life. So it's like a first timer category. Then the other category is you've never won in overall. So there's a couple, couple, and then when you're over 35, there's a master's category that you can enter into. So each of these categories is $130 
basically at an NPC level. They get more expensive as you go up too. So ideally you want to kind of put yourself in a position to win a medal by any means. So, mm. you know, my first show, I did all the categories that I possibly could. So, you know, and moving forward, I continue to do so because you want to like get up, you have 30 seconds. You want to get up there as much as possible yeah, in front of the judges. Crazy, all this work. And then, okay. Damn, that's kind of nuts. You put all this work in, and right. all you got, you can't even give them your story. Hey, just so you know, I didn't do I this I look like before. this. You want to see my before pictures? You want to see picture? my before picture? You <laughs> right. can't even make them fall in love with you. It was like, no, show me, show right. me your muscles. You got show. real quick time to do it. But to finish, the reason why I decided to compete was because I knew that if I And then the suit alone. The suit company that i order from is a really like they do the olympia bikinis it's called toxic angels they're based out of cali um yeah it's a really interesting name. name but it was like almost just under seven hundred dollars seven hundred dollars what yeah the joint that you wore for 30 yeah. seconds? Yes. That beats proms, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally. And the thing what? is, there, there's a lot of other, there's some other companies out there that you could go and get four, maybe four or five hundred. But like, it was my first time. They knock, out. They knock you on points. Like, you're getting judged on your spray tan. Spray tan, $175. Okay. I mean, this is makeup, hair, 150 100 Like, this is a whole quinceañera. Right. <laughs> like, like, this is a... It's very expensive. So I knew that. I knew these I knew these things. I knew these prices. So I knew, like, if you really do this, you, you really going to do this. Right. And I knew that I was going to be forced. I was, like, putting myself up against the wall to be in the best shape of my freaking life. Whether I won the show or not, at that point, wasn't... I really didn't care about that. I cared about taking this serious enough that I would literally change my entire physique. And that's what I did. But then halfway there, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this for second place. There's no way I'm doing right. this for second place. Then right. you get that eager like point where you're like, nah, I want to win mm. and do at all costs whatever you have to do. So here's what I find very interesting. So you compete, mm -hmm. but then you change coaches. Right. So what makes you do that? Is it because you came in those and you, you placed fifth? Etc. And you probably felt like if I had a different coach or more expertise, I can like yeah. place better. You know happen? what's interesting? My first show, I did better than my second show, and my second show, I looked better than my first show. Come on now. So <laughs> this How? is also this is also not to say luck of the draw because I don't think that that's like a phrase that suits it. But without another phrase to say. If one girl got sick that day and didn't show up, it changes the entire lineup of how the placements go. It's it's about what you look like, but it's more about all the girls to the left and all the girls to the right and what they look like. Because, like, for bikini, that they say you win shows from the back because those glutes, they're looking for that glute separation. They're looking for, like, the potato look so you can see your glutes but not too much bikini is very weird it's like you could go real you could easily go over where it's too must too muscular they want like a nice sexy physique well balanced they're looking at your shoulders your delts your glutes and your small waist whatever you got to do to manipulate your body to pose in ways that makes those parts of your body look more appealing is how you're supposed to be posing so with the glute separation for example my first show I went to a sh my second show in Boston. These Boston broads were freaking ripped. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about that back pose. I looked like, yeah, like I'm like with a little fucking pumpy, like, you know, like literally just like, ha look, you see the lineup. My butt just looks like a nice little fat butt. And right. then my mother's like, no, your butt was the best one up there. I'm like, you have no idea what, what go they're looking for. Mom be a mom, <laughs> right. right? You go, mom. Right. So my second show, the girls came in way more conditioned, way more separated in the right areas. They they were just, it was a way better lineup and it was a much bigger show also. Uh. So there's a lot of things that, that weigh on you that day. And a lot of them are out of your control, which is why you just, you know, all you can focus on is, am I doing everything day in and day out that's going to make me better tomorrow? And if I continue to do that every single day, then I'm going to bring the best package that I possibly can. But that also means focusing on getting seven to eight hours of sleep. That also means drinking at least a gallon of water a day. That also means making sure that I'm finishing all this food in a timely manner. And it means a lot of things. And it's a big responsibility to take on. But I knew that if I paid to do that, I would have to do it. And I love the fact that, you know, coaching is important. 
right. coaching. I've I've recently just paid for um shout out to get the back challenge. Shout out to um I can't, I'm lost for name, but I just paid for a challenge and these right. guys were incredible. Business credit, um tax right and the st- taxes and if, the, if I didn't get this course on Birochu to start the year I would have been in limbo because I'm coming into a new space. Right. I know how to pay to play. Now, right. of course, yes, the world's become everyone's a coach. And quick fix everyone's mentality. Everyone's an expert. Right. Everyone's a yada yada. So you got to do your homework. Right. But paying for expertise is important. Like, right. Like, you paid 150000 for college <laughs> when you were young and dumb. Right. Got out of there. And never used it, right? But you won't pay five hundred or five thousand for something that you want to learn and need to learn to right. get yourself to the next level. It's just mind blowing, right? You know what I mean? So all I have to say, you've done all this. Mm-hmm. You're now saying that you're going to take some time off. Look, this is your awareness of where you stand in your life, right? Because where do you get the time to take all this inventory of like? What do you want to do this year with your body? Because to now, you're, to me, you're more than qualified to coach me on anything that comes to my <laughs> body now. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to say, hey, I'm coaching, I'm in. Right. I, you are a person that went from nothing to being on stage with those the people that have been doing it for five, seven years. This is a qualified person. Right. Right? But because they happened to me so fast, right? Like, you're doing this really fucking fast. Like... <laughs> What's the plan? What's the next goal for Ashley? Is it like right. I'm doing this to now be number one for real? Uh, am I doing this to help someone who wants to get on stage? Like someone help me? Like where's where's the goal? I think the main goal, the main goal, always sits in like I'm following what I feel like God has placed in my heart, and the goal is ideally to inspire more people to take action in their lives and change things that they don't like. And if I have to raise that lid for other people or be the first one to do it to show other people it's possible, that's mm-hmm. always. Um, something that I'd sign up for. Um, my goal has, it, it went from wanting to get up there and get my feet wet and kind of bucket list, let me do a bikini show to, I really want to get a pro card. I want to become a pro. Um, transitioning coaches was a business decision for me at the end of the day, because I got to a point where I really knew what I wanted out of it. And I didn't feel like the coach that I had at the time was going to be the one that was going to take me there. I learned a lot, and I'm super grateful for her. But I think that if I had been initially looking for a bikini coach with the idea of going pro in mind, I wouldn't have signed up with a coach like that in the first place. It started as a lifestyle, and she definitely helped me change my lifestyle for sure. But to take me to a pro level, I needed to learn from a pro. So uh, meeting David, who... uh, his Instagram's God's Plan Fitness. He's great. I mean, this guy, he's a pro himself, so he walks the walks the walk, talks the talk. This guy lives, eats, sleep, breathes. He's been in the gym since he's 18. This is what he does. This is what he loves. Um, he actually doesn't have many competition clients. He focuses on lifestyle. He enjoys taking the average, like, couch potato and turning them into a competitor or a competitor-looking shape, and he has some incredible transformations i'm going to show you guys after because it's incredible what he's done and his knowledge and his expertise when it comes to nutrition is like nothing that i've ever experienced and that was the that was the game changer for me in a sense of like like you said you would you would listen to anything from me but the reason why i'm gonna go through the nutrition and personal training certification is because I only know what's worked for me. I don't necessarily know what's worked, what will work for you. And a lot of coaches out there are just taking plans that have been given to them that they've got results from and they're passing it down, acting like they know what they're talking about. But I don't know why every 10 days he switches the amount of fats and carbs that I eat. I have no idea why I didn't even know what carb cycling was until I Googled it when I was living it, you know? So this is stuff that if I'm going to help people, I want to do it the right way. It's not about, getting a certification so my ass is covered it's about getting a certification so that i have the knowledge to help people take their physiques to the next level because right now i don't i know what works for me i know what i've done but it may not work for you and it probably won't work for you and even if it does i'll get lucky and then i'm gonna have somebody that is not gonna work for (laughs) you know so the goals of transition the coach i'm super inspired by him he's actually going for his pro debut this year at the new york pro 
um, which is a big deal because, you know, you win a couple of those shows and that's what takes you to the Olympia, which is the, you know, the ultimate. Mm. So he's living it. He's He's been a huge inspiration. He's helped me a lot um when it comes to what works for my body and we did kind of like a the first couple shows he's like this is a trial run like he took he picked me up at 10 weeks out for my second show and what we were able to do in 10 weeks I can't even freaking imagine what we're going to be able to do in a year and a half by the time I get back on stage um so yeah, because I'm not gonna lie I remember looking at like when you were shredding your abs, your, your like, no, nah, I saw it I was like yo no nah, no nah, my girl looking crazy <laughs> like, it's happening now like Great. I saw it no, yeah, it's, and that's and that's so imperative. I think the lesson here is sometimes we gotta know when someone's no longer qualified to give us right. advice. Like, right. and it's no harm, no foul. Like, right. you can only get me this far. This is what you know. But also knowing that a person shouldn't prohibit you from trying to learn more as well. Right, right. Like, it's okay to know that you're the person. I love you, but you can't get me to where I want to go. Right. These are not. I not even know what I wanted to do. So you open the door. Right. Oh, bet. But you're not the person who's going to get me to the next level. Thank you. Got to find me the pro right. to get me to the next level. Take advice from professionals, not people that you love and care for. Right. And that's yeah. why I said business decision, because it's like we're going to take the emotions out of it. It doesn't matter yeah. how much I like you as a person or think you're great as you're as an athlete yourself. It's. It's like just in business in life, not everybody's like the people you were rocking out with that got you so far may not be the people that are going to join you on the next level of your journey, you know, and sometimes it's more about getting the wrong people off the bus than getting the right people on. And it was night and day the way the training, the coaching and he's full time. So this guy's calling me, this guy's holding like even a couple weeks ago, what are we doing? How are we looking? Like, I know you want to take the year off, but like, if you are serious and you want to go back, undeniable is the word that you, you want to throw around. This is what it's got to look like. This is what I want. And I love that the fact that you say you're taking this year off. Why exactly are you taking this year off? So originally my original plan was that I need an off season because I need to grow some muscle mass and I need to grow some maturity and I'm not going back for second, third, fifth place. Like I just don't want to spend the money to do that. I don't want to go back until I feel like I'm in a place where these glutes are separated. We're looking exactly how I want to bring my best package yet. And I need some time to do that. So originally the goal was that I was going to take six months off or five months off, and I was going to go into a prep around April, and I was going to do the same show I did for the first time last year in August, like August 25th or something. Um, but then after having our first wedding meeting, and Jive and I, like, Jive's so organized, we're like, oh, we're going to meet in the office at 2 p.m. on Monday. We're talking about the office in the spare bedroom. Like, <laughs> this is how on top of things we have to be because we're both so busy. It's like we had that meeting, and I was just feeling, like, the frustration of, like, how stressful this process could really be. And I'm like what do you think you're about to do this year? What do you really think you're about to do this year? So first and foremost, being present with Jive and being present in that, one of the most memorable experiences and happy times of your life, getting married, that first and foremost was one of the reasons. Second reason was, okay, if I am putting this type of money down to compete and I do want to bring my best package, I know that there's going to be some sleepless nights and I know that there's going to be a lot of stress involved in this season and I know that my cortisone levels are going to be shot and it's not going to allow me to bring my best package because of all the other stuff that I'm going to be dealing with in life. So so what makes the most sense, you know, and I was talking to my coach about it and he's like, listen, if you were getting married in April or March, I would tell you, nah, you don't need all that time. Right. We do a show at the end of the year. I could push for the Long Islands again in like November. But where it's like in September, that's the goal. It's like I would be pushing it to add a show in before. And then after there's not enough time to prep, we're going into the next year. So we're like, you know what? This is the best decision. It was a decision that I made by myself, but I, I talked it over with my coach and he totally agreed, you know, and it's like, man, if we have a year to grow and obviously like I'm not going to be like this this weight that I'm at right now. I'm the most that I ever weighed in my life, by the way. Really? Um, I like hit the one forties club a couple weeks ago hey, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, check-ins are not fun anymore. Before I used to like hop out of bed, throw my bathing suit on. And I'm like, yeah, like what we do it this week. Now I'm like taking my hair out, taking my socks off, getting on the scale. Like, no, this is much weight. This shirt is heavy. Let me do It's different. Um, but actually I'm learning more in this phase. I think this phase is much more challenging to me personally than a prep even was a prep. You're like gunning for the stage. Like there's just no options at that point. You're seeing results. It's motivating each day by day. You're looking different. 
Now we're on the other side of the spectrum where like, yo, your clothes don't fit anymore. Before your clothes are big, now they're tight. You like literally need two wardrobes like for an off season and a prep because it's like. This is real stuff. It's, it's, I, I, and I posted yesterday on my story. Oh. I don't know if you saw it. I had these pink sweatpants that I had bought in a prep and they were mad big, like purposely big. They're like a, a large, right? And I have a picture like the day before my show in Boston in them and a picture of me in them yesterday. And when I put them on yesterday morning, I, I felt disrespected. <laughs> I was like, nah, we really here? Like I'm talking, if you see the picture, forget I about it. It's that. like totally different. It's like 20, I'm probably 25 pounds from my stage weight right now, which is normal for bikini because you obviously, that stage lean is not sustainable and not healthy year long to look like that. Right, for sure. Um, for a moment. But yeah, it's like it's it's totally different, and I think that having this year will allow me to come back undeniable. So my goal is to. I already have a countdown on the screen of my phone. We got three hundred and thirty-seven days until prep twenty twenty-four begins. So it's top of sight, top of mind. Like I'm not taking my foot off the gas. If anything, like. Yeah, we're eating. Yeah, we're uncomfortable. But I'm putting this food to use like never before, getting some incredible workouts. Like Okay, and that's, that, to the that's floor. what I was going to... When you say taking this year off and muscle maturity, you're still in the gym just eating more to like... What does that mean? I'm, like, a, I'm still on a meal plan. Like I'm still not eating. It's not a free-for-all by any got means. It. Um, so basically, for the most part, I'm eating exactly what I was eating most of my prep. It, it becomes like the last couple of weeks where you switch to the white fish and you pull a lot of the carbs and you're kind of manipulating things a lot in the last couple of weeks. But like right now I'm eating five meals a day. I'm still eating eggs and oats for breakfast. Now I just, okay, I can choose my own protein. I'm eating five ounces of protein three times a day. And then at night I have a shake with two scoops of protein. I don't even know what my macros are. And that's the beauty of having a coach. Like everybody's like, Oh, how many calories are you eating? I'm like, I have no idea. That's what I pay my coach for. <laughs> right, right, he just right. sends me the plan and I just eat it. And that's it. Now, I have two cheat meals a week, um, which at this point I can have whatever I want before when I'm in a prep. It's uh, either a burger or sushi, but I kind of stick to the burgers because it does my body well. I'm used to it and it doesn't like throw me off track. Um, but yeah, I eat, I have carbs with every meal, either a half a cup of rice or three ounces of sweet potato. So I'm eating the same stuff. Like people think it's just like, oh, yeah, now I you're thought, out. I thought you went crazy. I thought it was no. like, oh, everything crazy right now. But sometimes I'll have little, you know, because yeah. I have a year. It's not like I'm even, if I was going to go into a prep in April, there would be some things that in the last week I probably wouldn't have ate. Like I had an Oreo yesterday. Fire. Because <laughs> I had them the other day. And you know, I think that's important. What I, th what I think is important about that right there, because in my mind, right? Because I think what some of us do is this. We work really hard for a moment. Uh-huh. And then we do nothing for longer. Right. Like, the time when we take off, we take off too much time. Right. We completely stop all the discipline. And then to get back on the horse right. is the problem. Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. She says she's still eating the same way. Taking a year off doesn't change the discipline. Right. Is deciding to hit the gym Right. As hard as you were, et cetera. Like, I have so much energy, and, like, I'm hitting PRs again. Like, working Fire out when you're depleted is, is not, not it. It's not fun. You know, you, something you stated, because this is, I think, the level of extreme, right? Because I think working for something, no one can take it away from you. Right. When how we talked about in the beginning, just that's a character flaw of looking for a quick fix and a, looking to cut a corner because you don't want to do the work. I think it's a mindset it all in all, and I think that that is probably displaying itself in other areas that are not going to be healthy for their for, for sure. anything. For sure. Like, look, just to get back on that, because for those who watch this episode or look at this stuff, like, look, I think it's there's things that are necessary. Like, right. let me just give you some me what I believe it's understandable. You have a baby, pregnant, right? That the baby changes your body, right? It makes sense. You got to make some altercations to your body. I understand that, right? Um, you have, you've been a person that's been obese and now you lose the weight and the skin you is hanging extra, off. Right. These things make sense. If you already are halfway decent. Right. Oh, here's the one that kills me. If you <laughs> got an ass already and you go get ass shots, what's wrong with you, son? Hey. Why? What? Just think, just think, just think before you go. You can't do it for the likes on the gram. Right. It gotta be for a re all right. I'm done with it. Has to make sense. <laughs> you gotta make 
She's no, you see these girls with these nice bodies to start, and it's like, you don't even need to do that. There's risk here. Right. The risk versus reward is crazy. When you could go build it, you could go fall in love with yourself at the gym before you fall in love with the likes on social media. Right. That's a ball. Well, and that's that's also... <laughs> feel me? Like, that's real. Learn how to right. love yourself so you don't have to find the validation on social media. Bro. And it's a it's a mental health issue even more, the fact that you're chasing this image when in reality the gym is a solution to healing and helping your mental health. Because a lot of people get into get in the gym because they want to look good or they want to lose weight. And people stay because of the way it makes you feel mentally. Mm. Like, it becomes so much more than a, a physical thing that you're doing. Like, my body's just in there, but the way that I feel, like, invincible, like I could run through a wall when I leave there, that's what keeps you going, that feeling. All right, Ashley, so what do we got to do? How long I got to wait for you to get certification? I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to come back, son. I'm ready to come back in a way where it's, like, made by a slave. You heard just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I want to know how to pose, too, because that should be different. I'll let my pose, let my pose. Hey! <laughs> you get the whole tss down. You get the sound down, right? I'm coming for the pose game because how long can we expect? I know you're taking some time off, and only only reason I ask is because I feel like people are gonna watch this episode uh -huh. if they don't follow you on social media already. Can you give us your handle so they can find where to find you? Yep. Because I know it's coming. It's not only you know looking at your results, but more like damn. This is a girl who came from... And here's what's... Okay, let's talk about it. You're a very petite girl, too. You were slim, mm -hmm. built your glutes. Right. All this kind of... It's not like you're a girl that had a shape crazy already. And it's like, right. oh, the gym just... You know, she already... Because everybody finds a way to cop out. She right. already had that. Right. Nah, like you really went in there and built this right. from the bottom up. So if I want to be a person that doesn't just come into your DM like, hey, so how did you do it? Right. Right, like... <laughs> Yeah, like how do how long? What's the wait time for me to say when can I take professional advice from Ashley? Is she taking anything now or anything like that? So I'm doing my I'm starting the certification process on February 1st because I just kind of give myself like the holidays and a month to chill and get reorganized. Um, I don't know how long it's gonna take me. I'm gonna try to do it as quick as possible, but I really want to finish it before I start taking clients because I want to be able to coach them in Got the it. right way. So I would say mid March, April, by the spring, I would say I will be taking clients. Um, I'm gonna be taking them virtually the way that I train now. So basically, I'll be giving people a workout split. Um, probably using an app that actually shows them they can keep track of their progress, how many like how many sets they're doing, what weight they're lifting. It will it clips to a YouTube video so you can see the form, mm. um, which is helpful. And then doing meal plans with updating every week, every and two all weeks. The, all the back end of it yeah. too. So here's my last question, my final question from my lovely sister. From what this experience this experience that has given you, of course, in the fitness realm. How has that changed you as a person? How has that changed you as a fiance? How has that changed you as a daughter? Because I think the transition, seeing how you, like I said, the extremes, right? what have you taken away the most from this journey? Interesting. That's a packed question. I feel like discipline first and foremost, like the idea of doing things when you don't want to do them, understanding that when motivation fails, because everybody thinks that I just wake up and I'm like, <laughs> skip hopping and jump into the gym every day, eating tilapia, like loving it. You know, it's not the case. Like my discipline is there and the discipline takes over when there's no motivation. Like I think finding ways to keep yourself motivated is important, but understanding that the motivation is not always going to be there. And sometimes you really just have to get up and push yourself and like sob your way to the gym and be pissed about it. until you get enough of a pump going that you're like, yeah, this is what we're doing. I'm excited because it's always worth it. And I feel like the days when you don't want to do things are the days when they end up being like the, the best, best pump. It's weird. Yeah. You're like, I'm so happy that yeah, I did this. Weird. Yeah, but right. the I think that's like, we want to talk about this whole self-love culture of all this bullshit that's out there telling you that this is what you do when you love yourself. I think that first and foremost, the way that I found the best way to love myself is to tell myself that I'm going to do something and actually show up and do it for myself every mm. day. So that has helped me just even become uh, like disciplined in the words that I say. Like when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it in a relationship with my friends, with my family, with 
jive, you know, and also understanding that when you're passionate about something, you could turn it into a business. You could turn it, it could go from a hobby to a business and it might not always come packaged the way that this is going to be your next business venture. But if you keep pulling at the things that God puts in your heart, I think you're going to end up exactly where you need to be. And there's nobody that should be telling you where and when and how that's supposed to look. Because at first I didn't, I didn't think about it at all as a career move. And now it's like, why would I not? People are literally like in my DMs asking me for advice that are willing to pay for this stuff. Or if not me, they're going to go and pay somebody else for it. And I could either be the asshole that's just out here giving it out for free, not even knowing what I'm giving. I'm just giving you my plan of what worked for me. Or I could go and invest and learn. And that's why I'm learning. That's why I'm paying $1,000 to take this course because I want to be a good coach and I want to provide people for the the concepts and the things that are going to work for them, not what's worked for me. So I feel like just the biggest takeaway is the discipline aspect of it. And like everything that you want in life is literally on the other side of how disciplined you can be and working towards it, whether it's business, whether it's relationship, anything like marriage is discipline. It's a business. You know, you don't everybody thinks people throw in the towel, you know, two years in when the honeymoon phase ends, like you really thought it was going to be like that for 20 years. And for people that live that life, God bless you. But that's not reality. Mm. You got to wake up every day and choose that. You got to be disciplined enough to do the things that maybe you don't want to do that you know that your spouse likes and that's why they fell in love. Like you got to show up for yourself and for people if you want results. And that's what we're doing. You got to show up (laughs) for yourself and for people if you want results. Ladies and gentlemen, that is another episode of the End of the Room podcast where we learn, laugh, and heal you are fucking amazing you are amazing i'm so grateful for being on here thank you